Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Second of takes. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage continues from LA on Radio Row. Former Cowboy quarterback. Ryan Leaf joining us as Jake Plummer's walking by. <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't recognize Jake wow. Plummer today. That's true. I was yeah. like, oh, I still do. I yeah. Still do. I, well, I mean, you might. Uh, I, you know, we're, he's, a, he's an Idaho guy. I'm a Montana guy. So we, we've known each other for a long, long time. I imagine you have. Brian Leaf, I mean, everybody kind of knows your story by now. And, and, you know, we've gotten to know each other a lot better throughout the years. Dude, you are killing it now in the <laughs> broadcast world. Well, I just, I, I, I love working. You know, I, I love doing that, and and people are giving me opportunities, and, and you know, I'm not going to say no. I like if I'm asked to to do whatever I can, I'm 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 doing it. And um, like I said, I'm just lucky that people are giving me an opportunity because I, I I love sports. I've probably forgotten more football than than people remember, you know, yeah. and so or no, <laughs> and and it helps, and it's something that gave me everything in my life, and it's cool to cool way to give back. Yeah, Ryan, when you look at this place here in Los Angeles, Radio Row, you're doing a lot of radio here. What's the vibe for you to be here? And I mean, do you just enjoy just talking football? For, because you're doing seven hours of radio every day. Yeah, well, today I am. <laughs> uh, you know, it's what, what it is is uh, an opportunity and i live in los angeles so that that makes it pretty cool too because you know i don't i didn't know with 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 covid and everything if we were going to be able to travel or anything so having the super bowl in los angeles makes for an easy commute i can sleep in my own bed get to put my kid down to bed at night and that's that that's fun because this week this week is incredibly busy you know was here at eight in the morning we'll we'll probably head home around nine ten o'clock tonight so it's it's a full day, and uh, luckily the season will be over on Sunday, and I can I can maybe get back out on the golf course a little bit. <laughs> yeah, college football analyst, NFL analyst, you do it all. And, you know, I go back to the first time we had you on the air was Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco. Yep. And, you know, I, I was working with that one at the time, and, you know, we saw you were doing a couple interviews and just, just kind of, but Johnny Manziel was going through some stuff. Yeah. Well, everybody knows your story. You've gone through some stuff, and it was – uh, was it difficult it, then kind of talking about what you're doing now? Now you've got a podcast called The Bust Podcast. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're owning the fact that, but you've turned the negative into a positive. Well, I'm an incredible businessman, and I knew that would market really well. <laughs> and that advertisers would eat it up, and that pundits would be like, this is awesome. And it's, it's, been, it's been that case. So at least I know what, what I think I know I'm doing is right. Um, that Super Bowl in San Francisco, I went up. Um, prim- primarily to get a health and body scan from the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. That's what I went there for. I had been in prison for the last four years. I wanted to make sure my body was, you know, not going to let me down because now that I was free, I wanted to live and, and have this life. And so I went up for that. And during that process, the Manziel 
uh, news broke. Dan Patrick had had me on his show, and I was really transparent and vulnerable and honest about it, and then it became a whirlwind. But I was still incredibly fearful of coming on to Radio Row because I just thought I'd walk down the aisle and I would just be constantly judged, you know, for being a what they would consider a bust or just a failed human being is the way I looked at it. And I had a friend of mine, he's a comedian, who comes around and his name's Craig Gass, and he does, he comes to Radio Row and he does uh, um, imitations of people. He does Tracy Morgan and Al Pacino and Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's just he's an <laughs> incredible comedian. And he said, "Here, um, let me go on. Let me go on these radio hits with you, and I can bring some levity to it and, and make people laugh." And what he did is he pretty much held my hand. That's what he did. He held my hand through that process, and that was six years ago. Like you said, Super Bowl Fifty, and uh, then it became this thing that every Super Bowl I'd show up and kind of make it about other people, make it about helping other people, and and that's what we continue to do. And that's a big reason why I. I uh, recorded and, and put out Bust, uh, the Ryan Leaf story, simply because I wanted it to be there for people to know that, that there is a solution, there is an answer, and if I can do this, like a- anybody can. Yeah, Ryan, when you look at that, and you, you are doing a lot, I mean, your career is taking off, you're very successful there, but you are giving back a great deal. What was it that made you want to do that so much? My roommate in prison, you know, he, uh, like, I didn't change at all in prison. In fact, I got worse. I was angrier, I was more fearful and judgmental and everything like that and he just one day i don't know he felt comfortable enough to to confront me and said you know you have value you don't understand the value that you have not only for the men in here but for when you get out because you're going to get out at some point ryan so you know get your head out of the sand and you're coming with me down to the prison library and we're going to help prisoners who don't know how to read learn how to read and uh I had never been of service to anybody in my life i used to think what i did on saturdays and sundays was me being of service and that's just silly um this would be the first time in the worst possible environment where there were two men, grown men, who had messed up uh, and now were in the worst possible place they could imagine, help one another, essentially. And before I knew it, I was sleeping better, I was more personable, I was talking with my family more, and I knew that when I got out, uh, like it was going to have to be at the foundation of who I was. So everything I have now is due to the fact that I, that I give it away. That's the best way to put it. You can't keep any of it unless you give it away, and that's what I try to do every day. Ryan Leaf joining us here on the Blitz live in Los Angeles on Radio Row, and you've done so much, the podcast, the Believe Network, everything uh, that you've been doing, but analyzing football and college football. Uh, Washington State legend. Washington State's got a very interesting San Antonio connection coming up with Eric Morris, who was the head coach at UIW, taking over as OC, and the quarterback that Incarnate Word had, Cam Ward, is going to end up being the starting quarterback for the Cougars this year. I don't know if you've seen Cam on tape or any of the stuff that he has done, but when you go from, he was running triple option in high school, nobody recruited him, Eric saw him at a camp. He threw about four passes, and he said, don't throw anymore. I'm going to put you over here so nobody else can find you. And then he just broke every record he could at, at that level. But to go from a high school like that, small college, to the Pac-12, how difficult of a transition should we expect Cam Ward to have? It would be incredibly difficult, right? And, and it's something that, as an alumnus, watching everything play out the, over the last year as it has, uh, and seeing the freshman of the year, the guy who led the conference in touchdown passes, and Jaden Delora, yeah. up and leave and go to Arizona because they got rid of some of Nick Rolovich's, uh, you know, run and shoot um, um, 
philosophies, I was a little hesitant. I love what Coach Morris brings to the table, and I love what I've seen from Cam Ward. It's a different animal, don't get me wrong. I'm willing to believe that the choice by Jake Dickert and Pat Chun, the offense or the athletic director, and moving back towards the personnel groupings of kind of the air raid feel. They're going to call it the Coug raid, use the tight end a little bit more. Um, but don't. I will say this. Don't just believe that Cam Ward has the job in, in tow. There's some good quarterbacks there that are in that room that are going to battle him and uh, make for a, a healthy competition, I think. Because if he doesn't have the goods at that level, you'll find out pretty quickly, and luckily they have a very good quarterback room. But I expect Cam Ward to be the guy. Ryan, when I look at college football overall, I, I'm a little concerned with the whole NIL thing. I'm just concerned that it's going to blow up and it's just going to, I don't know, ruin the game, but really take away from what, what is your feeling on that? Don't be. Don't, don't? be concerned. Okay. No. Don't be concerned at all. Uh, the rich getting richer thought process is always going to. It was always going to be the case. What you should be worried about is the fact that the presidents and the committee in expanding this college football playoff have not got off the stump. They have to expand the playoff. That's what's going to ruin it because no one's going to be interested in college football, regardless of NIL or the transfer portal or any of it, if you're limiting to the four teams. I don't care if Georgia and Alabama play in the, in the college football championship every single year. You need more teams involved. It ultimately may get to that place where those are the two best teams, but you've got to have 12 or 16 teams to keep everybody involved, excited throughout the year, because once that first Tuesday comes and you see your team sitting somewhere like at 15 or 14, you're almost like, our season's over. Yep. You know, we don't, we don't have a chance. And in a year where they brought two new teams to the table in terms of Michigan mm-hmm. and Cincinnati, there was more excitement. Yep. People were more interested. And we want that and we need that. That's the one thing I think you would look at in terms of what college what could bring down the demise of college football. NIL, it, it, what it is, is what was going on uh, in, in the shadows is now legal and okay. That's that's what that is. Well, that's it, and and also you'll have fewer players opting out of bowl games if they're if, if they're, they're big games, if they're playoff games. Yes. You're a quarterback. Could you imagine? You know, all right, the year you guys won the Rose Bowl, you weren't going to opt out of that. But say you were quarterbacking Washington State in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, I don't need to go play in that one. It 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 was a different time. Yeah, the evolution of the advocacy of players and what's really important. Like it wouldn't even cross my mind if we were playing in the Sun Bowl not to play in the Sun Bowl. Right? Yeah. I wanted to play. I just wanted to compete. I wanted to play. I wasn't thinking that I was going to get hurt, that it, that my NFL riches weren't always going to be there for me. It just was a different time. My jersey was being sold in the in the bookstore. I didn't care about it. I didn't want my piece of that pie or that my name, image, and likeness was on the college football uh, video game, EA Sports video game. I just thought it was super cool to pull up Washington State and see number 16 running around out there, right? It's just a different time, and if I would have understood how much money was being made, I may have had a different idea of what what I should have been compensated for, you know. And and the Johnny Manziel era really showcased what was available to a player. Because guess what, you most guys aren't going to play in the NFL, and in Johnny's case, it was you know one and done pretty much in the NFL. Yeah, the amount of money he could have made in college because of how good oh, of a man. player he was. That could have set him up for life, right? And those opportunities need to be present for those that are going through it right now. The bowl system, you talk about that, and, and I guess it is predicated on, on the playoffs that so you explained, but it just doesn't seem to have the same that it used to. You know, it used to be New Year's Day. You were sitting down watching college football all day. Now it's like, eh. Well, I think if you go look at the ratings, 
that that isn't the case. I mean, there's a reason why ESPN has bought up and made every possible bowl game there is and continues to fill it because, you know, people are watching it on TV. Now, they may not be going to the games, mm-hmm. right? They may not necessarily be destination places for this. The Rose Bowl is always going to be the case, right? It's going to be at 2.30 in the afternoon on New Year's Day, and that's just the way it's going to be. Sun going down on the San Gabriels, you know, the the echoes of Keith Jackson in your, your ears. Um, it, that's what it's always going to be. The college football playoff now brings a different kind of situation to the table, which I think when they expand, they need to allow those quarterfinal games and even possibly semifinal games, in my opinion, to be played in the home stadium on campus. I think that would make for an unbelievable atmosphere. I think it would. An unbelievable atmosphere is always the Super Bowl. Uh, in your backyard, obviously, this year, who do you like on Sunday? Uh, you know, it's I haven't haven't quite decided. I'm going to go watch the guys practice and just kind of see if Uzama's going to go for Cincinnati. I think that's a huge injury we got to keep an eye on uh, in terms of what that tight end can do down the middle of the field. Um, I think if you're a betting man and you in in your you like to do that type of thing, I like the Bengals plus four and a half. Mm-hmm. I just do. I think they are going to fight tooth and nail. I think this is a close football game. If it comes down to the kicking game, I think that Cincinnati has the better kicker as he's clearly showcased this year. Um, but I'm afraid of that porous offensive line and how they're going to hold up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. That, that's the bigger question. Now, it hasn't mattered, right? He's been sacked nine times in a game against the Tennessee <laughs> Titans yeah. and still found a way to get it done. They have to be better in the red zone, too. They have been really bad during the playoffs. They've kicked almost – I think the kicker's got four field goals in every game he's yeah. played in, right? So they had to re- – they've had to, to – Settle for field goals, and they need to get in the end zone if they get down there. So that those are the two really factors I'm going to be looking at. Which defensive line can move their quarterback off their spot and make them make mistakes? Well, the Rams don't like a big lead, Ryan, because they tend to blow that quite often. That's what I told them when they, after that Tampa Bay deal. I said, you want it, you need a game where you got to come from behind, or you're just going back and forth. That's that's where Matthew that's that's Matthew Stafford's wheelhouse. It feels like so uh, it would not bode well, I think, for. Uh, the L.A. Rams, they got out to a big like lead because Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, they like coming back. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. NFL and college football analysts at the Believe Podcast Network and host of the Bust Podcast. I'm glad you named it that, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Make that money. That, 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 that's that's <laughs> what you got to do, man. You got that little boy of yours getting bigger every day. I need to put. I need to. You know, he goes through a new pair of shoes every two weeks. So yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his mom's like, he should be in really nice shoes. So that's that's been problematic. For and they're not cheap, are they? No, they're not cheap. <laughs> and they're, they're they're inevitably obsolete in two weeks because he's grown so fast. Yeah. Well, he's going to be tall. Yeah. He's gonna be, I, I mean, he's going to be six nine. I think. I, he might be. <laughs> I, I mean. You guys are you're a tall couple. He's yes, going to be a, a very tall kid. So we were in London. Uh, I was the NFL analyst for Sky Sports for the final six weeks of the season. So we were in London, and I brought my family with me, nice. and we went to Harry Potter Land. And uh, in the in the uh, store on the way out, there was a onesie uh, of all the uh, of all the houses uh, at Hogwarts. And he was all excited about you know he hasn't decided which he was waiting for the Sorting Hat to tell him which house he's in. So he wants all four of them. So we go to pick it out, and I pull it off, and ultimately he just turned four years old, and what we ended up buying him was the uh, six to seven one-year-old onesie. So uh-huh. that's, it's he's the same size I was at five years old that he was at four. So that, that tells you a lot right there. Good luck, man. Yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> luck. Ryan Leaf, always great seeing you, man. You too. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Ryan Leaf joining us live here on Radio Row in Los Angeles.